Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Yes, indeed, we're back at it, answering your real estate questions as usual by phone and by text. I see uh, Andy's here. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. I know Chris is on the horn. We'll be talking with him in a minute, but as I always like to do is ask you guys how the week was. Uh, in real estate, because I hadn't seen you for a week. And, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. How, well, how about well, I you? I appreciate you asking. I mean, I think they were, again, on the kind of a, uh, I don't want to say the word recovery, but we went from a, a slower summer with lower new construction orders coming in. And, you know, the guy, the big boys that are out there pushing the inventory, they they plow right through that with offering incentives and things like that. But it's our local smaller builders that I think felt the brunt of the 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 changing of the products that are being sold out there. I think there was a, a definite shift in people looking for lower price housing um, they still want the high quality. They still want all the modern features and energy efficiencies. They just were trying to get the price points down. And so as we're all modifying, you'll see, I think, in the spring preview, more affordable housing available because the builders that are out there that when they can are shifting their inventory back to what is in demand. And um, But showings were great this week. Um, the only thing that Chris and I, I'm sure, will want to talk about is the uh, the Fed's raising rates now, so oh, yeah. it sure looks like you know they're finally going to give us our medicine, and, and it uh, over the next you know six months to a year, it looks like they're going to raise it four to five different times, very small doses at a time, so that you know they don't poison the market. But at the same time, they're raising them, so rates jumped up to about six point seven ish percent this, or excuse me, four point six percent this week. So, That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a little bleep on them. We're still under five, you know, still great time to buy, still wonderful on, but it's changing and. And those that only remember three, three and a half percent, that seems like a, a lot of money, you know. Now, uh, how about you, Chris? How was your week? Well, I was just going to say, at one point this last week, they were at five percent. I had a client that was looking to lock in, and and, and it recovered again, so which is good. But uh, you know, me and Andy are both kind of in, into the fall parade, and so that takes up. I mean, I mean, obviously. We have our show here on Saturday, but uh, we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so kind of recapping, you know, from Saturday, Sunday, and then Thursday, Friday, I mean, that makes for, I mean, a pretty crazy week, <laughs> you know, because we're getting outstanding traffic. And, you know, I've always talked about the fall being really good for the upper bracket market. 
and I think it's holding true. You know, we're we're getting a lot of action on the the bigger stuff, but it is it's it's pricing segments. You know, there's some segments that are real tough right now, and uh, it just kind of depends um, where you're you know where you're priced at, and you know, and that kind of brings up Andy the fall. You know, is it the mm-hmm. right time in which to list your house? Absolutely. You know, and I think that, you know, that was Denny for me anyway, this week, I I saw more people coming to us saying, hey, we're finally ready to get on the market. How does the market look? Should we expect multiple offers? Uh, You know, is there going to be just a feeding frenzy for my house? And and what I'm starting to say this fall is, is maybe, you know, it depends on, again, the price point that you're in. It depends on your neighborhood. It depends on the condition of your house. You you, um, right now cannot afford to make mistakes. You have to be able to have that house in the best condition you can afford to have it in, you know, reflective of the market. And you have to be competitive because the houses that are competitive are the ones that are getting the multiple offers. The houses that are priced a little on the heavy side or the piggy side, they're not getting multiple offers. They're sitting and they're sitting and sitting. And so the market still recognizes value. And I think that that's if you're going on the market this fall, you have to make sure that you provide some sort of value other than just, hey, we're for sale. What do you think, Chris? Well, yeah, and, you know, the other big thing that happens in the fall, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful with the fall colors, but eventually and pretty quickly, those things kind of fall down and end up on the ground. So I think uh, a big thing is, is maintenance, you know, and it, and, it, and it differentiates places, you know. We're doing right now where we're getting um, driveways steel-coated, you know, for new listings coming on because you need color. If it's all, you know, just kind of doldrum, you know, that doesn't make your listing stand out. And you know that's, I mean, first impression is what they're going to see from mm-hmm. the outside. And like you just said, Andy, you know, you've got to be different. you got to show something that's different. But I, I'm good listing them in the fall. I mean, I'm, yep. I'm pressing a few people to be able to get them on. Because the other thing is, is we know what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And in our marketplace and what we've been going through the last, you know, really 10 years is kind of like, we're we're trying to re get something that's consistent, mm-hmm. and uh, so we know where we're at right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that you know you bring up some good points there, Chris. And last night, I know you're you're on the road here today, but they the uh, last night on in Champlain anyway. I don't know about the rest of Twin Cities. We had frost up on our roofs and oh, on yeah. our mailboxes, and I went out to grab the paper this morning, and I was like, it's 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 fall. So all of those plantings and those tropical outdoor flowers and things like that now are going to wilt. And they're going to start looking distressed, and I think now's the time we're ready to swap out, get those mums and other things in there. That if you're having that open house or you're, you know, getting that uh, curb appeal up for photos, um, you're, you're probably going to have to start trimming some of that stuff back. And um, like you said, Chris, get some of that exterior, uh, you know, uh, painting and things like that that can still be done. Um, you know, yeah, if it's the driveway sure. or the front door, or if it's the trim or whatever it might be. It now is your time. Don't wait. Yeah, and thinking kind of. Um kind of forward thinking, you know, if it is going to be a next spring that you're doing stuff. I just talked to uh, Pat Remick with Greenside Landscape and talking about when, you know, the right time in which to trim back the trees or, you know, get some limbs out and, and bushes. They're good to do the bushes now, but, you know, we're probably, you know, two to four weeks away from, you know, trimming those trees. But those are things that you just want to be prepared for, you know, in going into next spring, if that's your idea. Because mm-hmm. we ran into this this last year, you know, last this last spring was really June or July when everyone was able to get everything done. So kind of getting on that, I just went to uh, two houses this week that uh, both of them are looking on, on the lake. Both of them are looking to uh, 
list in the, you know, next year. But it was fantastic to be able to go over there and show them what they can still do outside yet, you mm-hmm. know, before it gets too cold. Now, you guys have, I don't want to say they use the word preach, but you've urged your clients, uh, not just recently, but in the last few years, to, uh, if they're going to put their house up for sale, like you said, uh, Andy, th- to make it unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, clean it. Mm-hmm. Don't open house because the competition has got to be really heavy. Well, and, and that's, are they following suit to what you're saying? You no, know, and I think that the people that that really pay attention to that, you know, I mean, the simple things. Chris and I have talked about this for years. When you walk up to the front of a house, what's the first impression you get? I know you've lived there, but I mean, you have to be, you know, put some different goggles on there and look at that and say, hey, you know, do I have a clear path to walk up and get into the house? What am I looking at? What's grabbing my attention visually? Because sometimes it's not the house. Sometimes it's your landscaping that's overgrown and you can't even see the house or, or there's um, a, a big crack in the sidewalk and the, the potential new homeowner trips walking up the walkway. And that, I'm telling you, all of those little subtle things can either make or break a showing um, because, remember, it's their experience. It's, it's, you know, we're trying to sell a house and they're having an experience coming through that home. We want to hit them on positive notes. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, you're, you're 100% right. And I'll tell you, the whole looking through a different goggles, is so true. So I, I've talked, you know, that I'm, I'm starting to get rid of my rental properties and uh, moving them out to the market and kind of really, really kind of fixing them up and then putting them back on the market, you know, after been rented 10 to 15 years. Well, I mean, when you talk about putting on different goggles, I mean, that even holds true for me who, I mean, I preach it so much to my uh, sellers, you know, uh, exactly what we're talking about. And, I have, I redid this whole house inside. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. It's perfect. But I'm kind of like, you know what? The outside's not that bad. You know, it doesn't really need it, but there's a whatever. Well, now it's been on the market 48 days. And, you know, I got to paint the outside because Mm -hmm. I didn't do it at the beginning. And that's coming back, you know, to me. And, you know, this is in a $250,000 price range, which before, I mean, literally four months ago, I mean, it would have been, you know, going right off the shelf. But now they're a little pickier because there's more stuff on the market. Yep. I'll tell you what, guys, hang on. We'll have to take our usual break here. We have more show to come. If you have any kind of a real estate question, call it in or text it in 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send a text to the guys, 81807. And welcome back to the Real Estate Show. Again, if you have a real estate type of question, call it in or text it in. I have a line open, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, if it's easier, we're getting text messages too, and that number is eight one eight zero seven. But in the meantime, uh, Chris and Andy are back at it. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, Chris, yeah. you were talking. Um, we were talking a little bit about staging, but before we get into that, I wanted you. You have a a builder actually out at your model this weekend, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. It's meet the builder, and there's uh, some kind of entertainment factor there as well. Doesn't that sound right? Well, it won't be me entertaining, but uh, our team will be there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a Meet the Builder, which is, I think, a really unique thing where they're doing kind of a, I don't know, a kind of a building and design talk. So you get the opportunity to go to the parade. And, mm-hmm. and that's all, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them that are happening. We happen to be at number 138, uh, which is uh, one of the dream homes. Um, it's, it's priced over $2 million mm. and, uh, it's, we've just gotten just amazing reviews. You know, one thing that, uh, we did, Andy, and I don't know if you guys are doing this, but mm-hmm. you have the black interior windows kind of with the white trim. 
You know, we, we have yet to do it. Oh, it absolutely does. We, we have a couple of our product vendors that actually are, are providing that as an option now. And I'm excited to have somebody try it. We have not. We, now explain what that looks like again. Well, so the, the actual frames are black inside and black outside, but then there's white trim around them. But it looks like, it truly looks like, and this, this model happens to be on a, on a lake, and it looks like individual pictures. Wow. You know, it, it's wow. like picture frames, and it just, it makes it so distinct, and it, it just, it really looks good, and everyone's just going crazy over that. Well, and I think that that's something that a lot of times we overlook because we just assume that, hey, the windows are white or the windows are wood, and uh, from the inside, we, you know, stain to match a lot of times, but in the event that you can't, I mean, it's it's kind of fun when you can play with colors. Now, I also worry about in the future, you know, if someone has something that dates the house, for example, unless you're completely committing to a style, um, you know, if you're trying to stay fairly neutral, sometimes that can limit you as well. But I think it's a definitely a fun look, you know, something exciting and new to give, uh, you know, the, the buyers some fresh yeah. looks at exciting products. I like that. You know, and that's what the, to me, the parade of homes, obviously people are, are looking, they are buying, they're, they're putting lots on hold, which is fantastic. But boy, the ideas that you can get, and especially if you're thinking about, you know, selling, um, it's just those little details that you can go and find that can, you know, you, Andy, you were talking about value, yeah. you know, that these different little things that you can create, um, tile patterns, you know, mm-hmm. different ways to put shelves, you know, just yeah. little things that these people are, these designers are coming up with that you can put in your $300,000 house that you see in $2 million homes. Well, you know, and that's crazy too, because, you know, you look at um, what's kind of fun is that as you, you get such a variety and a large quantity of people coming through and we have fun asking questions and people will just open up with conversations and you, Denny, you can't make up the questions these guys are asking you when you're in there. And it's what's, what I've really seen is the comments have been, um, you know, when you have somebody that's lived in an older styled home, you know, maybe back from the fifties, sixties, whatever. And then they come out to see these new homes, no matter what the price point is, the houses are designed differently. Chris, would you not agree? I mean, they're, they're just the floor plans, the layouts, the ceiling heights. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, t- totally. I mean, it, it's it's super fun to actually sit in and watch these people and, and, and talking to them. And then, you know, like I said, a lot of people are looking for ideas, but they're also mm-hmm. looking to maybe add on or, or remodel. You right. know, there's simple ideas and then there's a- other ideas that you can really add on. And I'll tell you, that's that's a question we get a lot. You know, is it is it worth it? And I know, Andy, you know that uh, I've been doing these uh seminars we're doing a four-part series uh where we did kind of like exterior curb appeal and then we went inside and now uh november 1st we're going to be talking about like additions and different things that can make you money or make you money Mm -hmm. and uh i know we we talk about it all the time but things such as i mean is it is it should i put on a porch you know should i put on a deck you know, do I add a bonus room? Do we put in a pool, dormers, fences, all that kind of stuff? I just think that might be something interesting to talk about and whether or not, you know, you can get the value out of those things. Well, and you know, Chris, I, I've had, and I'm sure you've had the same challenge where I've had uh, clients of ours that, that have said, you know, boy, Andy, you know, we're ready to list our house and we have all the expensive stuff already done. So whoever buys this house is going to move in and just enjoy it. So what they did was we, we they've done the big retaining wall that had to be replaced, and they spent $80,000 redoing a retaining wall. They redid the windows on the house. They redid a deck that was settling. They redid a retaining wall that fell down on the other side of the house. I mean, so 
these guys invested over $200,000 into this house, but the one thing that they forgot to do, which is the most important, was, for example, the kitchen and the bathrooms. Uh-huh. And so when that house went up for sale, there was none of the, as I call it, lipstick or earrings to make this thing look pretty. And it had all the foundations and the fundamental you know, stuff. So uh, a person that thinks logically about buying a house would say, this is an excellent value. Um, but they didn't have that, that, uh, curb appeal on the inside or the, you know, the appeal on the inside sure. or that, you know, the new feel. So, you know, here that, that seller struggled to sell that house and there was an amazing amount of investment. Now their neighbor, Denny listed, and they did not have any of the major stuff done. They had just the pretty stuff done. They had the, they repainted the cabinets, they yep. enameled the old trim. Um, they, they, somebody spent about $20,000 updating that house before they sold it. And they sold in three days. And, wow. and the two of them sat in the driveways almost fighting over this because they're like, who would buy your house when there's nothing done that's major? And why would they buy this house? It goes down to where people still fall in love with the houses and they want to live where they feel like it's home. Yeah. And sometimes that retaining wall doesn't necessarily make it feel like it's home, but the new kitchen does. does, yeah. Or the you know awesome master bath or, or whatever. All right. I tell you what, guys, we have to. We have some text messages coming in here and phone calls as well. We have to take a break. We do have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. If you have any kind of a real estate question, by all means, uh, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show here on A3OWCCO. Chris and Andy with us and answering your real estate questions by phone and text. The number is 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Chris, I was uh, heard what you were saying just before the break, but I wanted to ask Andy yeah. too that you you got something going there. Don't, don't we, you? you know, Chris, we've got a very similar event happening at uh, up on number uh, three seventy one. Um, we do a, we actually have a, a different price point, which will be interesting, Danny, because I'd love the people to go to Chris's and then come to mine, and then we can take a look because it's it's opposite ends kind of of the sure. marketplace. We've got a four-bedroom, three-bath Rambler with 2,124 square feet with a loft with the bedrooms up, and it's at, listed at 424.9. And we have the same thing today. From 1 to 5, we actually have during the parade, we have the builder out on site to ask questions, do, you know, if you have any uh, you know, design ideas you want to talk about, um, pricing things. Um, and we're doing a wine and cheese party there, too, so you can kind of have a little fun when you're looking around the house and uh, take a look at what's new and exciting out Excellent. there. Excellent. 371. That's the number. Up in Blaine, yep. All right, very good. What else do you want to talk about, guys? Well, I was just I wanted to comment on what Andy was talking about where they put that two hundred thousand dollars in and uh you, you know, and then the neighbor kind of did more of the as Andy would say, the lipstick and earrings. And I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of people look at, Hey, I put this much into my house, I should get this out. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that people expect. You know, they yep. expect that they, they have windows, they expect that they have a retaining wall you know so those things are maintenance more maintenance Mm -hmm. than creating value and uh you know and people people cannot envision but if you if that same person that spent that two hundred thousand dollars would have done that to their kitchen and bath Mm -hmm. now the landscaping wall and whatever else they did that they'll get more value out of it than at that point because now it's more now it's turnkey and look Mm -hmm. at this now i don't have to do this you know, for 20 years and all the other houses that we're competing against, you know, we might have to do that. So it gets them in a different mindset. Well, and I think, Chris, it also really emphasizes to, to those of the people that are thinking about, you know, getting their house on the market to sell it. The buyers are going through an emotional experience. They're they're connecting with that house when they're walking through it. And so 
all things the same, if something connects with somebody differently, they're, they're going to pick that house. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, process. And then the other thing was to kind of conclude that story, you look on the flip side of this now, and what's happening is those two neighbors were just standing out in the driveway, again, talking, and we had an opportunity to where the new buyer that came in said, you know, boy, after looking at what we bought, I feel kind of like I have them trapped because we bought this house and now I've got all this big stuff that's on the way and all these investments that we have to make. And so, you know, the thing that I would say is this, you know, when people ask like, well, I'm going to buy something on my own, right? Whatever. These people were buying houses. This was for sale by owner. This was buyer without representation. And I think that some of these things, you know, when a real estate agent comes along that has experience can note those things or a good home inspector would also say, hey, by the way, this is the items that, you know, and I'm shocked that those things slip through the cracks, to be honest with you, Danny, because those are such major items that, you know, I, you know, but it is what it is, I guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit it right on the nose. I mean, obviously, represent, representation is good, but I think what everyone should do, if you're thinking about listing, get a realtor out there or two or whatever before you start doing all your repairs and seeing what is worthy of spending your money, you know, cause I mean, uh, I mean a realtor, uh, some realtors can go out and, Hey, we're really good at spending your money, you know, yep. and put it perfect. So we can get that thing sold, but it's the, what really needs it. And I had, uh, uh, this is a story two years ago. It just reminds me of what you're talking about, but I did have a seller that was consistent. Oh, you're fading out there, Chris. We're play- What's that? You are fading in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm up. I'm kind of in the mountains. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can now. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. But I was just saying that this seller went and said, hey, I'm going to replace the windows, and I'm going to replace the siding. And when I got there, I'm like, they don't need to be replaced, mm-hmm. you know? And so we worked on more of some of the aesthetic things, and we sold the house. And the, the siding and the windows were good, but their thought was they would need to have them replaced. But right. for a potential buyer, you didn't have to. Well, and you know, sometimes too, Chris, I mean, you know, going back to the exterior of the house and talking about some of the simple things, I mean, just like making sure, for an example, when you're looking for the house, they're driving down, they've got their GPS on, they've got the brochure, and they're looking for the address, making sure, again, that that house number is easy, visible, and looks nice. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people miss. Um, washing windows on houses, making sure the sidewalks are power washed. Some of those things that I think we always, we just overlook because we're worried about all the other things and, you know, get them into the house. And then, then once they get in, they can appreciate those nice new windows you put in or the nice new, you know what I mean? Right. Totally. So Andy, what do you think about adding a porch or a deck to a house? Say, I just want to replace my deck and, uh, will I get the value out of it? You know, I think that with my experience with some of the northern suburbs, you know, you get up to some of these communities where um, there's more affordable housing and there's no deck on the house, for an example. And for years it sits with the deck board and there's no uh, actual deck on the house. Um, I think that a deck, for an example, in that situation would make the house more desirable because now that big patio door that comes out the middle of the upper level actually has somewhere to go. And now you can enjoy the nice view. You have a place for the kids to get into the backyard. You have a nice grilling area, a place to hang out with your friends and family and enjoy. Um, I think it's mandatory on, you know, your mid-priced houses and especially luxury markets. I think they're nice too, but it's, you know, remember decks are something that they put on houses, Be you know, it's, it's just up higher, right? So most of your executive level luxury rambler style houses will have a big patio, which is a little different, you know? So I think patios are for sure. Um, I think decks are, if you can afford it, you know? 
Yeah, and I think sometimes what people do, you know, we, we had, a, for instance, uh, that, that exact thing happened. Newer house, couple years old, hadn't put the deck on. Mm-hmm. But if they would have put the deck on, and now you got to kind of do something decent, you know, it's going to be fifteen to 20000 It would have totally put them in a different bracket. And we chose not to do the deck. Yes. And the buyer was able to be able to look past that, you know, because it was in the right price range. And then it, it becomes, a, oh, I can always put on the deck later. We have the patio, like you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Or we have a front porch where we can put the grill. Or, you know, where most people have their grill right outside the garage. Right. Well, that that's unbelievably you know? common, especially with as nice as these garages are nowadays. I tell you, when they do the nice epoxy floors, I know, Denny, you've got a good buddy in the yeah, business, yeah. and uh, they, they paint the garages now. We're putting cable TV. We're heating the garages. Um, you know, I, I've yet to have somebody ask me to air condition their garage, but um, most of the, the – the part I think the thing is is that we're utilizing every square foot now in homes. What do you think about that, Chris? I mean, are you seeing that as oh, much for, in the high for end? sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, you know, you're talking about garages. I mean – what about adding the garage? Is yeah. that worth it? Is it adding a third stall or a fourth stall? You know, does that does that pay back? And I always, you know, everything we have here is depends because mm-hmm. it depends what the situation is. I mean, sure. if you're going to add a garage but you've got avocado appliances, right. it's probably not going to help you much. Right. You know, right. but, you know, just depends, you know, what you have. And, you know, and, and that is it's so true. I mean, you have a a, a beautiful house. With a two-car garage, it might the investment might really pay to try to get a third stall on, mm-hmm. or be able to add off to the back, or even get a, a separate detached garage. Well, and think about this too, Chris. I mean, those rooms like a garage, and let's say that you do make a five to ten thousand dollar extra investment into that area. But now, Denny, think about this: you have the soccer team over for a soccer party. You now have another big space that you can actually expand into. People can spill in the garage and you're not as worried That's about right. it. You know, I mean, it's it's the way we live is different. And, you know, and I, I we had actually a text here that was, I think, a confused person thinking about what we meant when we said lipstick and earrings. And we're talking about the details. We're talking about finishing the product to make it so that people understand what its purpose is. We're trying to talk about, you know, like getting those last details in there that make people wow, that wow factor. So, you know, it, it's I'm telling you, there's ways to do that with any style of house and any price range. It's just a matter of uh, spending the time to meet with the right stagers and consult with the right real estate agents, and, you know, good things can happen. So, you guys, I, there was a text that came in a bit ago, and uh, maybe we can kind of sort it out. It, it said, well, let me just read it. What's the best way to find land near the Twin Cities to do some hiking and enjoy nature? I don't know if they're looking for land to buy so they can hike, or because we have a lot of great park systems mm-hmm. around. Three Rivers. Yep, Three Rivers. Carver yep. Park. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of areas. So I'm not sure what that texture. Well, you know, and there's also some great areas, too, where there's, you know, um, equestrian-style uh, communities. Sure. Where there are acreage developments. Um, there, You know, and they have connecting trails that you, you can walk down those trails, hike down those trails as well. So a little more detail on that question would be great. But, I mean, there's lots of awesome, beautiful areas that are close to the cities that have what I would call acreage, which, you know, depending on your version of hiking, some people hike, you know, greater distances than others. And so... Um, depending on what that definition would be, I think yeah. we, could, we could definitely help them. Tell you what, let's do well, this, guys. Let the, Go ahead, Chris. Well, I was just going to say, just know that the MLS is what's syndicated all out there. I mean, and every property that you would want to know about in the metro area is going to be on there. It's going to be listed. So uh, you just find that even Google, you know, land in, in the metro, and you'll find a great website. Or go to chrisrooney.com or praski.com. 
and you'll uh, get any of those search sites as well. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We have more show to come. If you have a real estate question, uh, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. And it's still morning, and good morning. Uh, welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here at 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy with us today answering your uh, questions, your real estate type of questions. If you want to call one in, 651-989-9226. Yeah, we still have time for that. Or uh, send a text, 81807. Um, I'll tell you what, let me, a text just came in. Can I feel, throw it at you guys here? Yeah, please do. Uh, selling sounds like a lot of work. Sell as is, is that an option? I Chris, guess go ahead. Is. Why don't you answer that one? Absolutely. It's an option. And it is an option for some people. Just know that you're just not going to, you know, uh, maximize your, your, your value, you know, because mm-hmm. people that uh, people have a hard time visualizing. We talked about the HGTV stuff. I mean, there's a reason it's a multi-billion dollar channel because people don't get it. Pinterest, how's.com. You know, so they need to see it and feel it. And a lot of people, the other part is a lot of people don't have the money to do it after the fact. They have enough to be able to get in and finance it, but they don't have enough to redo it after the fact. Right. And, you know, Chris, the other great way to use as is is when, for an example, let's say you're selling your, your mother's house or your, you know, elderly parent's house. And when you have them signing an as is addendum, you know, allowing that person to accept the property in the condition it is, to kind of give closure to that person because they want to move on with life and not have anything haunt them down the road. Now, the con to that is is that as-is addendums always make me become skeptical. So my clients that I have, I'll say, hey, let's really scrutinize this house inside and out because why would they put this wall up for us, you know? And and Chris, why don't you talk a little bit about why, why somebody would list as-is? I mean, because that's a, a great um, opportunity for a lot of people. I'll tell you why. A lot of people don't. They don't have the money mm-hmm. to be able to fix it up either. I mean, that's that's one problem. And I'll tell you what, if you're in that situation and you want to go as is, you just don't want to deal with it, there's two things you can do that don't cost you a ton of money mm-hmm. and that will help you out. It's declutter, get it as, as much stuff out as you possibly can, and clean that thing till the nth degree. Because mm-hmm. even a dated house that's clean is is at least they're not worried about the walls and what's behind them and, mm-hmm. and what's wrong with them. Well, and Chris, you know, you, know I, you, you see lots of signs on the side of the road, billboards, TV, radio, social media ads now saying, um, we'll buy your house, right? Or we'll make you an offer or, you know, we'll come out and save all these fees. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Because to me, like I always worry about is when somebody comes out to your house, it's not a, a licensed real estate agent. They do not have a code of ethics to follow, so they don't have to tell you what your house is really worth. They tell you what they want to pay, for an example. So, I mean, I, I worry about that because there's a lot of – it seems like there's a lot of pressure on the market right now to, you know, just give us your house. Don't worry about anything. And explain to us what why that's a good thing or maybe a bad thing. I mean, obviously, the good thing would be it's easy, but what, what are the, the downsides to something like that, an offer being made to us? Yeah, I think, you know, on the, on the good side of that is you're out – Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've heard some ads that say, hey, we'll close when you want to close. There's there's advantages to that. Yep. Um, the other part is, is that if they're going to buy it as is, it's not going to follow you. Right. You know, and if there's a lot of issues with that house or future repairs and stuff like that, I mean, people who think that they sell their house and it's over, mm-hmm. not true. I'll tell you what, and I don't know about you, Andy, but probably 50% of the time, there's something that comes up after the fact. 
and mm-hmm. it might be real minor, and sometimes it can be more. So there, there's an advantage to, you know, just getting rid of it and being done. And if you're fine with not, you know, maximizing that value, you know, then – then well, it, then it works. Sure. And and I think, though, I, what I worry about is the person that really doesn't know the value of their house. You know what I mean? And that's where I think that if I were to, you know, combat that situation, I would say talk to two licensed real estate agents first to establish what that house is worth on a retail value. Then let the wholesaler come in because that's ultimately what you're doing. You're selling your house wholesale because let's say the house needs $10,000 worth of repairs. I'm assuming they want to make 100% markup on those repairs. Plus, most of those companies will come in with a discount of at least a 7% to 12%, some as high as 18%, Danny, under retail because they're taking all the risk. They're doing all the work, and they don't do it for free. So what I always worry about is that person, you know, let's say that they start establishing these numbers, and the person thinks their house is worth 200 and it's really worth 250 So all these numbers are based off 200 and they do all the discounts. And so it's like they, they basically are, in my opinion, being taken advantage of. And that's really the gist of what I'm trying to say here is I just don't want to see somebody be taken advantage of. Yeah, good point. Seller, seller beware. But, you know, it, mm-hmm. in today's world and especially with our little Internet and our valuation sites, and even though they're not right on, you know, you, you get a good idea of what it is. You know, and if you look from the lowest valuation to the highest valuation, it's pretty unusual if it doesn't fall in between those two, you know, in there. So, I mean, that's a good way in which to do it. But obviously that that never takes place of, you know, a human being going out and looking at that house and telling you what it's worth and what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I think some people think that their house is beyond help and it's really not as bad as they think it is. Right, exactly. No, and I just, I bring that up because I've heard people saying, oh, finally a solution. And it, there is, but I, I would say this. If you, you pick one of the top agents in your marketplace and, and you have that agent come out there to tell you what the true value is based on their vow of ethics and making sure that you understand what you really have in front of you, they can also help you comprehend repairs. They can tell you what things should be done or need to be done. And remember this too, that real estate agent can also help you sell as is and generally, it'll benefit you immensely with, with a financial gain because there's, there's not that um, low number coming in. They're giving you the highest number you can sell as is versus being offered somebody that wants to make money on it. Because selling a house as is to somebody that actually wants to buy the house, to live in it, to love it, may take on and pay a little higher of a price because they can do those repairs themselves versus a contractor or a, a business that's trying to make money. And there's nothing wrong with making money. It's just because it's perfect. Obviously, it must work because you see the ads everywhere. So... Um, anyway, that's kind of where I just wanted to, you know, seller beware, as you said, Chris. Yeah, and that make sure we got to let everyone know that this is the last weekend of the fall parade. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was going to ask you, we so have like Sunday, six, yeah, six o'clock, sixty seconds worth uh, of time to go here. As the parade of homes, does that help generate uh, business? Not just for you guys, but just selling existing or new construction. Does that help? Absolutely. What it does is it wakes the market up. I think. Ah. They look at the houses for two million or one and a half or whatever, even four hundred thousand, and they say, you know what, that may or may not be a good fit. But then now they got the bug, and then they want to go out there and look at existing houses, and that's why it is a good time to be on the existing market right now. And there there are opportunities for those buyers that overflow into the existing market as well. We are just about out of time, uh, Chris. How do we get a hold of you? ChrisRooney.com. dot com, and uh, you'll be driving back pretty soon one of these days. <laughs> I got 24 hours in Colorado, and I'm back. All so. right, very good. How about All you? Right. And then you can go to Prasky.com or come see us today between 1 and 5 at parade number 371 in Blaine. 
That's 4390 123rd Circle Northeast. Come on up. We're going to have wine and cheese today. Good deal. We'll see you guys next week here on the News Talk A3OWCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.